Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Wendy is joining us via Skype today, so it's a long distance. Hello and welcome. Always great to have you with us on the show. <laughs> Thanks, Pippa. Very good to be with you, albeit long distance. And uh, it is the Suppliers Behaving Badly edition of the show today. We've had uh, <laughs> quite a dramatic update in the fireplace saga that we've been following for several months now. We'll tell you about that. And then I hope time for some additional case studies of businesses that promised the world but didn't even del- deliver a small dorpi. Uh, we've got one or two of those on other topics to share. And I hope there'll be time for some open line calls at the end as well. Uh, if you do want to join the conversation, the number to dial is 021-446-0567. You're also welcome to send a voice note to 0725671567. Wendy, let's start with the fireplace story. Now, we first raised this on the show in late May. Uh, you told us about how a fisher-based business called Fireplace and Chimney used to have a really solid reputation, but how over the past year or so, the company had let down dozens of its customers. And a long list of them actually came to us for help. Um, Wendy, just for the sake of the few people who might not have heard the previous conversations, won't you very briefly summarize what happened? Okay, so um, <laughs> I've actually called up the, the, the wrong notes, would you believe? Um, okay. I've just realized as you started speaking, I, I called up the notes of the show we did. <laughs> on the 25th of May about the same topic. One second, I'll be with okay. you now. You, you, you just, keep uh, looking for those. I'll, I'll fill in the blanks in the meantime while you, you catch up there. Um, for those who have not you. heard the previous, uh, the previous saga, basically these clients who came to us said, we went to shop there, we chose their fireplaces, uh, some of them in store, some of them online, paid as much as 80% deposits up front, which I know Wendy said at the time was a very consumer unfriendly uh, percentage to expect. Uh, they paid those large deposits and then nothing for weeks for months empty promises we're coming to install this weekend or this Wednesday and nobody arrives so sorry there was a problem here's your new installation date and nobody arrives and the weeks and the months went by with no fireplaces and nothing but excuses offered by the supplier Uh, now the owner Jim Rousseau we've now learned his full name is Jamile Rousseau Um, among the excuses that were offered up he cited shipping delays the war in Ukraine uh, strikes at the ports the floods in Durban, COVID, diversions of containers. Uh, there were many, many reasons offered as to why there were such long delays in installing the fireplaces, which uh, people had already paid for. And um, that was where we got involved. Wendy, we did a couple of follow-up mentions on the show as well. And every time we touched on the story, we received new emails from new customers saying, hey, we're in the same boat. Exactly. Um, it it was that I I must say there were one or two at most it, that I know of that said they had been refunded. Okay. Uh, Rousseau said that he had refunded quite a few, but but certainly the ones that came to me and I compiled a number of fairly lengthy lists and sent them off um, kept coming back to me bar one to say that they hadn't um, received the money, including our very first complainant, Sean Sheraton, um, who kept being told he would be refunded and wasn't. I actually asked him to join us today, but he said, you know what, I'm just completely over the whole thing. It's too much energy, and he he hasn't... taken it further but um speaking he did tip me off though that well um, yes as yes. a few of the other victims of the, of the big news so the big yes. news as we were wrapping up the is, show last week wendy that uh, somebody messaged us literally as we were saying goodbye last week wednesday at 3 p.m with a message saying your fireplace man is sitting in jail as we speak 
Yes, he was arrested on several counts of fraud. He appeared in the um, Simonstown Magistrates Court last Wednesday, July the 20th. I got hold of Warrant Officer Peter Middleton of the official police station, who's the liaison officer, and he confirmed that Rousseau did, he didn't plead guilty to, it was three counts of fraud, which I had at the time. He was released on 2000 Rand's bail, and the case was remanded until the 20th of September, two months. Um, he says that there are... Okay, we've got Wendy back there. Sorry, Wendy, we just had an interruption in the Skype line for a minute there. So just to, to, to recap the most uh, salient details. Oh, no. Um, um, Jim Rousseau appeared in court last Wednesday. He is currently facing three counts of fraud, although the police are aware of other cases that, that, that are possibly active, but three counts of fraud. He hasn't yet been asked to plead to them, so we don't know whether he has pleaded or is intending to plead guilty or not guilty. He has been released on bail and the case remanded until the 20th of September. Um, Wendy, in the meantime, though, there's actually a, a, a Facebook group that's been set up by all the disgruntled customers. Indeed, it's called the Fireplace and Chimney Company Complaints Community. Um <laughs> And there are quite a few people on there who have fallen victim to this no installation, no refund treatment. Uh, they're having their say in no uncertain terms. Um, I see one of them actually paid the company 94,000 Rand for Ooh. the installation of, well, the purchase and installation of four fireplaces. They eventually canceled their order due to non delivery, familiar story, but they've had no refund yet. Um, Rousseau himself left a long post on that Facebook page the day after his court appearance. It began with, hi, everyone. It's been a hectic day for me. I know that there's a lot of hate on this group for me, but I would like to engage with the entire group rather than solve this problem individually. And then he spent the entire long post ranting about two complainants who he says were unreasonable and their demands. Apologies for that. What I'm going to do is in the meantime, bring in uh, one of the listeners who uh, came to us as a later addition to the show. So um, as I said, uh, during our earlier conversations with Wendy, um, Rafik, if you can please phone Wendy up uh, to move on to a phone line. Uh, apologies for, for the terrible communications issues that we are having today. I really do apologize for the way it's interrupting the flow of conversation. I'm sure it must be very frustrating for the listeners as it is for all of us on this end. Okay, so where we have it is Jim having a appeared in court, three charges put to him, um, and then uh, an entire Facebook community of um, fellow victims saying, we are still waiting for our refunds. He posted um, on that Facebook page, please engage with me individually. Here is my cell phone number, and I promise I will speak to everyone individually. Wendy tried calling that number to see if she could engage with him because he stopped communicating with us sometime in the middle of June, and this is what she got. Sorry. Your request cannot be completed at the moment. Goodbye. So there's my cell phone number. Please phone me to discuss, except you can't get through to him on that number, uh, which feels fairly fitting for the nature of the case. Anybody, uh, anyway, um, let's bring in at this point Helen Dallas, who is one of the customers who came to us who is still waiting for a refund. And Helen wrote in after hearing the original segment on air in May to say, we've had the same experience. We paid 80% deposit in November of 2021. It was an amount of 21,000 rand in that case. And we still don't have a fireplace. We've been extremely patient, but we eventually asked for our money back all we get are promises. Helen is with us on the line now. Helen, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, Pippa. Thanks for having me. So your story starts way back in November of last year uh, when you placed the order. How many different installment dates came and went before you finally said, you know what, I want my money back? Yeah, we paid our deposit on the 10th of November. We promised the first installation early December and for various reasons was delayed probably at least 10 different dates that came and went. And we gave them one last chance sort of early April. And at the end of that, we just decided, no, let's cut our losses and ask for a refund. Um, We actually went in person to their offices in Fishhook got a, a written email confirming that we will get our money back, which, of course, never happened. And, yeah, literally eight months later, we don't have a fireplace from them and we don't have our refund of our deposit. And to rub salt into the wound, Helen, I believe that the team in the meantime did remove your old fireplace. So now you've got no fireplace at all. Is that correct? Yes, they, they came and they did the removal um, of the old one. And, you know, four months later, we, we were waiting for the installation, and I think I sent a text through one of the shows to you saying, after we eventually asked for our refund, we decided to get another installer, and within a week, we had a fireplace. Yeah. So we do, in fact, have a fireplace, but not installed by fireplace and chimney, and they still sit with our deposit. Okay. Now, just for the record, Helen, you are not one of the three cases, uh, complainants who brought uh, criminal charges against Jim. Is that correct? No, we didn't. We did send, we went as far as sending a letter of demand and then through various social media, you know, outlets, just got frustrated through even when people took him to small claims, he didn't pitch. And so we decided to just wait for a while and wanted to give this local company an opportunity to make right, you know, and we're exceedingly patient with them, I think. But eventually just our frustration got the best of us. Um, But we haven't gone as far as to lay a criminal complaint, although, yeah, I I won't say we won't. I just, we haven't done it yet. You have, though, I believe, Helen, received an offer from from Rousseau over the course of the the last week or so uh, proposing a repayment plan. Absolutely. So I, I think it was instigated by his recent arrest. We got an email on Saturday the 23rd saying, uh, well, firstly, a text just saying, would we be open to an installment plan of four payments over the course of the next month? Um, we agreed to that, and he, uh, we asked him to send it to us in, in writing, and I did forward that email to Wendy, where he proposed that the first payment of one quarter of the amount owing would be paid this Friday, the 29th of July. Um, and then every week thereafter until okay. the full refund was repaid. And are you going to accept that plan, Helen? Do you have any faith that there will be money in your account on Friday? Um, we responded in the light of, well, just feeling like let's let's give him another chance um, to make good because this is one of the first emails we've received directly from Jim. All other correspondence has been via other people that work for him. So we figured he was reaching out, and so we've decided to, yeah, we did say we would accept that, but I, to be honest, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm not, I'm not really expecting anything to come in on Friday. I would be very pleasantly surprised if it did. Okay. I hope you will be pleasantly surprised on Friday, Helen, but if you're not, please do let us know so that we can continue to chase this. And thank you for being willing to join us on air. Helen Dallas, uh, one of the customers who's been incredibly patient. And, and Wendy, we've got you on the phone. Let me bring you back in here. I mean, 
Helen speaks to an important part of the story. It's a local business. It's a local yes. business employing local people. Nobody wants to tear them down and see them fail, but it's gone way beyond the point of, of asking for patience uh, by now. It absolutely has. Back when, when um, Jim Rousseau was still um, engaging with me, responding to my emails, the last time that happened was the 22nd of June, by the way. Um, several others have not had a response. He did say sort of mea culpa on the communication side you know, despite all the the reasons that he's put forward for for the delays um he's he's uh, said he has said that his communication was terrible but he didn't and that he committed to doing something about that i was sort of very gung-ho about you no know, this is a wake-up call and we're going to get this right but sadly the opposite has actually happened um Partly he said it was kind of obliquely he said it was our fault because once we aired this issue, other people who had previously been happy to just wait it out then suddenly wanted their refund and then the issue snowballed from there. So the messenger got a little bit shot in the process. Yeah. Uh, we did try and phone him today. Uh, I tried to phone him today on the number that he provided actually on um, on that, one of his Facebook yes, posts. Yes, we just played group. that clip while we were getting oh, you back, you. Wendy, okay. uh, to, to illustrate right. that. Although he is suggesting these contactable, he remains uncontactable in, in the most part. Um, just with one eye on the clock, Wendy, before we go to news, um, Jim appeared in court on three charges last week, and as right. your conversation with the police officer went, they were aware that there were other complainants with similar stories. There is a chance that more charges might be added. At least one of our complainants who's on our list has indicated to you that she has laid a charge in the interim. Not so. Yes, her name is Penelope, excuse me, Gray. She actually reached out to us um, after hearing one of our later updates, by which time she'd already paid the company 32,700 rand for, as a deposit for two wood stoves in mid-June. Um, as you said earlier, it's, it's um, a very, 80% is a very, uh, you know, on these products is a very high deposit. It's not considered very consumer friendly and um, his competitors, um, once some that I've spoken to don't charge that much. So that's a, a problem on its own. Anyway, Penelope was given her first installation booking date as the 30th of June and from there she got a string of cancellations. Um, finally, she'd had enough on the 11th of July and was asked and asked for a full refund. She said, I had to go into the office on Main Road for Shook to actually speak to someone about this and all calls to all employees were going unanswered. She was told afterwards in writing that she'd be refunded by last Friday. Uh, when I checked up with her, she said it didn't happen. So this Monday, she did open a case against Rousseau at Fishhook Police Station, and she said, I'm waiting for it to be transferred to Weinberg for the case number. Uh, and then an interesting bit of information. She says, before going to the police station, I stopped at the head office, which was closed. Out of intrigue, I went to the room on the square, uh, further along the main road, and that was open, and a chap called Tory was there when I asked him to call Jim or Heather as a last opportunity to authorize a refund before going to the uh, police station. He was told that she was she was told that Jim was on site somewhere and that he could not phone Heather. So the only option, said Penelope, was to open a case. However, she said before I made him aware that um, they were. Uh, owing me a refund. I pretended to be looking for a wood stove and he started showing me the options. So they are shockingly still open for business and trying to sell goods and services. 
Okay, can you beat it? Okay, so where do we have to wait a while for further progress on the criminal case, uh, which is uh, delayed until the 20th of September? Uh, but obviously a story we're not done with yet and we'll continue to monitor and let you know if those payment plan offers start coming through. One really hopes that all the people who've been pl- uh, promised a first instalment on Friday will get it, Wendy. Let's find out and we'll report back next week. We return to Consumer Talk. Wendy Nola joining us on the line uh, from uh, KZN today. And uh, we have another story of uh, a supplier promising but not delivering what the clients have paid for uh, that we'll share with you. Just to say that we're hoping to have some space for open line calls as well today. So if you've got another different kind of consumer conundrum that you'd like to raise with Wendy, please do start calling on 021446 My producer will take a note of your issue uh, while we're chatting to Wendy and then we will hopefully make some callbacks after that. You're also very welcome to raise a question on the WhatsApp line uh, with a text or voice note to 0725671567. Okay, so Wendy, let's move away from the fireplaces for now. Uh, You have another similar story, though, of a different supplier failing to deliver on their promises. This one in the blinds industry. Yes. So um, about a month ago, James Webb wrote us to say that he and his wife were about to move into a retirement flat, but... That was being held up because the blinds they'd ordered from a Cape-based company had uh, failed to be delivered as promised. They'd made an, uh, an online order and paid a 70, 70% deposit of around 24,000 rand, so quite a substantial amount of money. Yeah. Any attempt to contact them is met with a blank, he wrote, and yesterday we drove to the address shown on the website only to be told by the security guard at the address that they have not actually been there for three years. Um, and others have been trying to find them. The many who supplied our quote, sorry, the, the person who supplied our quote finally returned our call, but now we can't get hold of him again. On searching the internet, I've noted other complaints of a similar nature, um, notably one in May of this year. We're now wondering if we've been hoodwinked. Okay, um, so that was about a month ago that James mailed us. And Wendy, I know you took some time to try and connect with the company as well. And you did manage to get hold of the owner by email, I believe. Yes, I did. I sent a media query and he got back to me um, very quickly uh, to say that they'd been in operation since 2014. Although we strive to offer a reasonable turnaround time, uh, we are often held to variables beyond our control, even more so considering also considering the current delays with imports and the effects of COVID and global shortages. I have to say, Pippa, we've said this before, but it's, it's escalating that every industry that people write to me about, uh, this seems to be an issue. And, and it is a genuine thing. Somebody who uh, imports food from, from Europe, it's a speciality here, said normally the containers are here in six weeks. He's now waiting three months plus, And it's yeah. affecting his relationship with his customers. So we do have to acknowledge that that is a a, a genuine reality. Um, this um, company owner went on to say, as a provider of made-to-measure products, we require deposit and under no circumstances would this be requested with malicious intent. During my absence, and he's a bit vague here, we were subject to a crippling incident to which we are having to pursue legally. I'm unfortunately unable to go into detail. However, um, with me now at the helm, my priority is to honor our installations uh, and then we can look at rebuilding the business. Mr. Webb and several other clients who were affected have now been refunded in full. I apologize for all that transpired and I'm very grateful to those that stood by us during these challenging times. Okay, so reading so, between the lines, it sounds like he was perhaps not in direct oversight for a time and things have gone a little bit pear-shaped, but he's saying he's back at the helm and everything will be restored. That's one thing to promise. Wendy, um, did James get his refund, though, is the big question. <laughs> 
Yes, he did, but he says only after resorting to quite a crafty strategy. He's got a, he got his son to request a quotation in a way that his name wouldn't be linked with James's yeah. uh, a quotation for his own house, and then. Um, he and his wife went to the son's house and waited for the owner to arrive so that they could confront oh. him in person about the 24,000 rand that they owed. And it worked. Um, he did receive his money back. He says it, it turned out that um, he had, in fact, placed an order with the manufacturer of the blinds, but they informed him over the phone, this was on speaker now, everyone listening in, that he had not paid the deposit and therefore no manufacturer had commenced that seemed to trip him up, and then he agreed to refund us. He had uh, already opened a case of fraud at the Seapoint police station, which he later withdrew. This is James. Okay. So I've decided in the interest of the, you know, realizing and acknowledging that, that many small businesses who rely on um, uh, stuff from overseas or whatever, that may or may not have been the case in this here, but we give them the benefit of the doubt at first. I've just had this one um, complaint um, and uh, let's let's see um, please do post negative experiences that you've had on Hello Peter to warn others so if they're doing their due diligence they can actually see that there's an issue um, and if you've not received what you paid for and it's too late as in many cases months down the line it's too late if you paid by credit card um, to do a chargeback um, do consider opening a case of fraud or there's another um, charge called theft by false pretenses at your local police stations don't take no for an answer sometimes they say it's a civil a, a, a civic matter a civil matter go to go to court they, they these are criminal charges um you may not actually even if this goes ahead you may not get your money back via this um route although i have seen magistrates make it as part of the sentence that there must be a refund but so they really, really don't fancy a criminal conviction. So yeah. many will hurriedly make a plan to give you your money back um, if they hadn't before. Um, so, so yes, and if any listeners have been let down in a similar way by a Cape-based blind installer, paid their deposit and not got what they paid for, please let us know um, because um, this window, this, this giving benefit of the doubt is, is, is conditional. So I don't want to give them an out. Um, if, if there are other complainants out there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, so yeah. James, as far as we know, he's the only complainant who's come to us directly and he has been refunded with yeah. a bit of creative wiggling. Um, <laughs> uh, but at least he got his money back, which is why we've decided for today we won't name the business. Of course, should we get a flurry of other complaints all about the same business, that might change going forward. So if you are also a customer who's been let down and you're going, this sounds familiar, pop us an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. I believe we've got a voice note that has come in from somebody who is also involved in the fireplace industry. So this is going to take us back uh, to the fireplace and chimney story where we started. Let's take a listen. Okay, sorry, we're just having a, an issue loading that voice note. We are going to listen to that. Uh, just to say while we get it loaded, that we are now going to make some space for open line calls. We'll have about 10 minutes or so where we can tackle other issues. So if you've got a consumer query, now is the time to start dialing 021-446-0567 or to send us a voice note to 072-567-1567. Let's take a listen. Hi, Pippa. My name's David, and I'm, I'm run a fireplace company that's been around for more than 50 years. And there are a couple of things I wanted to mention to you. One is that the 70% deposit 
which is pretty much the norm in the industry, isn't that unusual? Because it usually covers the cost of the stove and the installation materials, and then the balance would cover the actual installation cost and labor. And the company in Fishhook, about a year ago, I became aware that they were advertising huge discounts on everything they were selling, which was totally unrealistic. And I thought, well, it's impossible for them to survive doing that. And I think they were just trying to attract a lot of business and get a lot of uh, deposits. And then they weren't able to supply the goods because there just wasn't enough margin in what they were doing to actually do the job. And some of the installations they were quoting for were out of town in Georgia or Nisner or wherever. And I mean, it's, it's, it's logically impossible for a Cape Town company to do an installation in a place like that at a, a reasonable charge. So, yeah, the whole thing is, is, is really gone a bit pear-shaped. And as for deliveries, we import a lot of products from overseas and the deliveries are a nightmare. The factories can't supply. The production times have gone to from three weeks to three months. Um, I even had a, a container from Spain that took 10 weeks to get here, you know, after going halfway around the world. So that is a, a genuine problem at the moment. But we've had a very good season this winter and we've managed to satisfy many, many customers and we get very good accolades on our website. But thanks for a good show. David, thank you so much. That's really helpful to get that detailed analysis, Wendy, from somebody yes. who knows the industry from the inside. Yes, I do want to comment on the deposit thing. A very big player in the industry said to me that is too high. So that's where I got it from. Okay. And certainly as a consumer journalist, I think at, at, at worst, um, the uh, supplier and consumer should have equal skin in the game. So 50% is fair, but to say that you've got to pay for your fireplace and all, you know, all the hardware absolutely in full upfront. Um, is putting a major risk on the, on the consumer. You should, if you have successful supply, you should have enough, um, you know, resources to not have to require 100% payment of, of goods upfront. The, 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 it's too risky. You should at least have, have equal risk on each part. That is my, and that is the opinion that, that most consumer bodies hold. What happens in practice is another thing, but that's my comment on that. And yes, he's right. Um, in terms of people ordering from afar, I had somebody in Ladysmith, both with a Y, which is, I'm from KZN, as you know, which is a, a, a town in in, uh, in KZN. And I said, did you mean Ladysmith KZN or in the Cape? And he said, no, it, you know, he ordered, obviously he's one of the ones that didn't get any money, but I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Sure. So okay. obviously very good Facebook ads or wherever he saw the advert that um, alluring enough and no one said, you know, well, that's, you're not going to be able to service that. Just that. Um, can't actually deliver that. Just, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Another WhatsApp in from Russell saying, I've been waiting since June for my refund. I have laid a charge of fraud against fireplace and chimney. So, yeah, it's certainly a, a story we will continue to monitor and uh, uh, keep you posted. I think the most urgent uh, checking is to see whether those promised uh, payment plans kick in on Friday. And then, of course, we'll keep in touch as to whether additional charges are added to the three that the owner is already uh, facing. Um, we'll continue to monitor um, uh, for on that case going forward. Okay, let's go to the lines. Dominique has given us a call from Milnerton. Welcome to the show, Dominique. What's the issue? Hi, Pippa and Wendy. Um, so, I don't know if this is maybe a silly question and um, they made me feel a bit silly when I asked about it, but um, I bought a Kenwood food processor um, from a big appliance um, store, well-known one, um, and um, I bought it at the 
end of January, and within about a week, um, one of the main blades had sort of rusted over. And I returned it to them, and they gave me a new one saying, you know, it's not normal, and, the, you know, the blade shouldn't have done that. And now, um, barely four, I mean, barely five months later, um, that exact same blade that they replaced it, the whole middle part of it has snapped. Sure. Um, now, the, the food processor is not the cheapest one it's in fact one of the higher end ones um and when taking it back they said well you know it's too bad you know it's an accessory to the machine only the machine is actually covered under the warranty or the motor um and you'll just have to replace it yourself i mean that seems just a little bit strange to me um you know because it's barely it's barely six months old and yeah, I just I was just wondering about warranties, you know, and on in this type of situation. Dominic, but, that's an excellent question. Wendy, I'm surprised to hear that claim about an accessory not being covered by the warranty yes. because a blade is an important part of using yes. a processor. It's a very creative response, but not um backed up by the Consumer Protection Act at all. Dominique, thank you for a lovely case study. Um, I'm, I'm appalled that not only were you denied your legal right, but you were actually made to feel stupid for thinking that you had a right to a replacement or a refund, which you absolutely do. Um, the Protection Act, which is automatic on anything we buy, new or used, gives us as consumers the right to return something that proves to be defective or not fit for purpose um, within six months of purchase. And that's certainly what happened in this case. Um, so there was a replacement of a component that you accepted um, at first. Um, um, but certainly a, a non-working blade or a totally rusted one does render a product um, not fit for purpose, absolutely. And you are entitled to either a replacement. You can't say I want an, uh, you know, I want another model, but you can get the same one or you can say I'd like a refund, which would seem to be the best choice for you. Um, and I would love you to email me and um, give me the full details of, of the retailer in, in, that's involved here. And I'd like to actually raise this with them because if they're a large retailer, they could be and are most likely denying other uh, customers of their rights under the CPA when things go wrong. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. So, Dominique, I'm going to put you back to my producer. First thing is please just leave your number with Rafik, and then the second thing to do is please email the details to Wendy. Uh, you want to send that mail to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Put Cape Talk Kenwood Food Processor in the subject line. Wendy will look out for it and then take it further and uh, uh, hopefully, firstly, get you what you are entitled to receive uh, and uh, secondly, report back to us on air as to how it all went uh, went down. So, Dominique, thank you for your call. A story to be continued. Uh, that is the email address to use, by the way. Anybody who wants to raise an issue with Wendy, please do remember to put all relevant information into a single email, uh, including reference numbers, date of purchase, where you bought it. Um, gosh, Wendy, it's amazing how often people send us. I mean, I had somebody send me a home affairs query this morning who didn't give me the name and number of the passport involved. For example, <laughs> people in their frustration send the mail asking so. for help, but don't stop for a millisecond to think, well, what information will Wendy or Cape Talk need in order to take this up? So just put that hat on and go, okay, if I were following up on this, I would need 
Where did you buy it? How much did you pay? What date did you buy it? What went wrong? Who did you speak to when you reported it? And what did they say? As a starting point, all in one email, please. Uh, it would me. It just means Wendy's able to respond much more quickly as well um, and follow up. Uh, I think we can squeeze in one more call before we run out of time. It is from Janine in Camps Bay. Uh, good afternoon, Janine. Hi, Papa. Hi, Wendy. Hope you're both well. Thank you. Thank you. I just would like to ask you a question. We've just put in a new quick, uh, new kitchen. The company, I'm not going to mention the company name, but the company that we use, their designer designed the kitchen, took all our measurements and all that kind of stuff. And at the time of installation, there were two cupboards which don't open properly and they bash into other cupboards. And I pointed that out to them and the designer was there and she said, yes, that's right and we will change the cupboards for you. We then got an email from the owner of the company and he says, sorry, we're not going to change the cupboards for you. It needs to be at your expense. What do we do in a case like that? Yeah. Wow, this is really much, very much in keeping with our theme of the show, Pippa, isn't it? A company's behavior, suppliers behaving badly. Um, yeah. That is unbelievable. So, so this happened, um, Janine, wow. obviously, wow. Um, immediately you noticed, I mean, a new wow. kitchen. Um, wow. Here's what I suggest, that company's completely out of line. I actually um, can't really believe what I'm I hearing email where he, where he actually says, sorry, we're not paying for it. It's, this is a cost. Can we, must we go ahead? Okay. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to forward me that with your, your uh, covering email, giving me permission to yeah. take up the case and with all the dates yeah. and everything else. And then um, take a little video with your phone, a short one of just that yeah. in action, the banging of the two doors together, because that that's always makes the point very strongly. And uh, I will then take up the case. Yeah. And the other thing is they also didn't measure the fridge dimension correctly. They they did that wrong as well. But that I just, I can't be bothered. I just overlook. But I just want, you know what I'm saying? It's just not right. Yeah. Absolutely not. You've paid for a decent kitchen to be, in, to be installed by professionals and you didn't pay for a substandard uh, kitchen, Janine. So thank you in advance for that email to Wendy. Again, it is NOLA, consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. She knows a lot about consumer affairs. And uh, Janine, please, will you just put Cape Talk kitchen cupboards in the subject line? Uh, Wendy will be looking out for it. A uh, quick question we can dispense with quickly before we must wrap. Carol in Robertson on the WhatsApp line, Wendy, says, does the Consumer Protection Act cover motor car service policies? I paid 20,000 rand for one and the company disappeared during COVID. Miosa couldn't help. Do I have any hope with the National Consumer Commission? Um, that's actually, it's, it's not a CPA issue, but it's, um, it's an insurance issue. And it's, it's, if she took out um, a policy for services that definitely falls under that. So the, the regulatory body would be the Ombudsman for Short-Term Insurance. If you just tap OSTI, O-S-T-I, into a search engine, all the details will come up. That's a free mediation service. You might have to wait uh, two to three months for a resolution, but uh, that's the way it is with these Ombuds services, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, they get many complaints about policies just like yours. 
Okay, so Carol, that's the place to search for OSTI, the Ombud for Short-Term Insurance, and I hope that they are able to help you. I'll finish where we started with the fireplace and chimney saga. Somebody WhatsApping to say, we also bought from them and had the same issues. We now have a Facebook page for all who've been scammed and for others to be warned and to advise a way forward for refunds. And we did mention that Facebook page, but just to go back to it and repeat the name, if anybody else listening wants to join it to just keep tabs on what is going on with the story, you want to go onto Facebook and search for Fireplace and Chimney Company Complaints Community. That is the group that has been formed where all of uh, the people on the waiting list who are still waiting either for installation or for a refund are pooling their experiences. Wendy, thank you uh, for all the work you've done on this case and others and I look forward to having you back with us again in studio next week. Not as much as I am. Thanks, Professor. <laughs> Wendy Nola, our consumer journalist. A reminder that she is on Facebook as well as Wendy Nola Consumer. So that is another way to reach out to her if you've got a case that you would like her to investigate. This October, thousands from around SA and the globe will come together to run stride by stride and put Africa on the world podium. Limits will be tested, boundaries broken. But when the dust settles, history will be made. From the starting lines or cheering from the sidelines, we can all be a part of this momentous occasion. Play your part in the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon, Africa's first major. The Sunlum Cape Town Marathon is brought to you by Sunlum and proudly supported by Cape Talk. Time to change your lifestyle and get moving with Plascon Color in Motion Instant Rewards. Instantly get your share of 5 million rands worth of prizes up for grabs. Simply spend a minimum of 1,500 rands on any Plascon products and get 500 rands back in a variety of vouchers. Every entrance goes into the draw to win an all-inclusive trip for two to a luxury game reserve. Simply upload your till slip on www.plasconrewards.com. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. Well, it's almost time for us to say goodbye. So let me just repeat and answer a couple of questions that have come in asking for details of the conversations we've had on air today. Firstly, for those looking for the book we discussed at the start of the show, it is called Rhino War, written by retired Major General Johann Joester with Tony Park. And yes, to those asking, that is the same Tony Park who writes the very good crime novels that are often set within poaching syndicates and the like in the bushveld of South Africa. Tony may be an Australian, as you would have heard from his voice, but he spends a huge amount of his time here in South Africa and in the Southern African bushveld, and he writes what he sees there. So um, the book is called Rhino War. The publishers are Pan Macmillan. You will find it in stores now at, uh, I think it was around about 280 rand a copy. Uh, it is a paperback and really well worth reading. It is a very readable book. Um, even if it's a non-fiction work, it's written in Tony's very good storytelling style. Put it this way, the novelist shines through the work of nonfiction. So uh, Rhino War is the name of the book. Uh, once again, the name of the Facebook page uh, is Fireplace and Chimney Company Community. Sorry, let me just find it here. Here we go. Fireplace and Chimney Company Complaints Community. Um, so if you are only now waking up to the fact that you are not alone 
in having paid a large deposit and not received your fireplace, either reach out on that community or you can pop Wendy or myself an email and add yourself to the list of complainants. We continue to send updated lists through to the company, reminding them that these are the people awaiting refunds. If you would like your name to be added to that list, either mail Wendy on consumer at nola.co.za or mail me on pippah at capetalk.co.za.